0: It's time for a Bedtime Story. Today's Bedtime Story is A Bucket Full of Bogies by Sarah Isaacs. Hate poetry? This is the book for you. None of that horrid old boring stuff you find in dusty books at school. This is what you need to be reading now. Have you ever met the snot monster? Do you fart when your auntie squeezes you tightly? Are you scared of looking under your bed? A whole load of funny and nonsensical rhymes which might sometimes be a teeny bit naughty. Don't show to any grown-ups they are much too old recommended to be read under your bed covers when you're meant to be asleep warning these poems will make you laugh a lot
1: a bucket full of bogies by sarah isaacs dr nonsense i went off to the doctors i was feeling rather ill He prodded and he poked and then he gave me half a pill. The pill was much too big, you see. He broke it up in two. I felt I'd swallowed half a house. He told me not to chew. The other half seemed bigger. I know that may seem weird. It made me feel much better. But then I grew a beard. This clearly was a side effect. At least that's what I'm told. I've whiskers on my face, and yet I'm only eight years old. The Snot Monster Visits The snot monster is invisible. You never know he's there, but suddenly he'll leave a sign. You'll need to be aware. He aims for children, babies too. They're victims of his tricks. He fires a lumpy, bumpy ball of snot at them. It sticks. Stuck in hair, it's green and dries, impossible to comb, yet, Mum, she tries to rub it off as babies cries and moans. He also aims for noses, lobbing yellow, dribbly drool, children wipe it with their sleeves, the snots shared out at school. The monster flings at anyone he really finds it funny, sticky, green, or slimy goo big chunky lumps or runny. He'll catch you out. You won't expect. The snot will come for you. You'll find it there upon your face like yellow lentil stew. Fight right back. You really can. You'll need a special tool. Keep it in your pocket if you're home or perhaps at school. When monster snot is lurking near, you'll feel a little cranky. But as he starts to hurl that snot, You'll catch it in your hanky. Now hankies may seem boring things, but they're magic, so mums say. They catch the germs of monster snot and send them on their way. Teacher Stew. I saw a teacher shopping. I could not believe my eyes. I saw her buying vegetables, and boy, was I surprised some broccoli, or maybe beans, perhaps some carrots too. I'm so amazed she picked the same as all our families do. She reached for bread, she reached for milk, the same as normal folk. I stood aghast and stared ahead, I never even spoke. She stood and waited by the till with shoppers, three or four. A teacher queues, I've never seen this spectacle before she paid her bill then packed her stuff whilst juggling with her brolly her bags with bulging five a day all squashed around a collie on walking to her nissan and opening up the boot the bags of crisps the cobs and cakes were stashed beside the fruit but nestling next to everything a picnic blanket lay there seemed to be a mighty bulge from underneath i'd say i wonder what that shape could be a folded coat perhaps there's something hidden in the depths it's clearly under wraps what would a teacher keep in there a secret not to mention perhaps a naughty pupil who stayed over for detention it could be smelly gerald with his greasy straggly hair If he was kidnapped in the car, would anybody care? Now Gerald hasn't been at school for nearly one whole week. No awful smell within the class. We're told he's gone to Crete. A holiday in term time? Isn't that a crime? Perhaps he'll float about the sea, removing all that grime. But no, it cannot be, I say. I'm known to be astute. I know this teacher's got our Gerald hiding in that boot. A quiet shout of Gerald came as no one was around. The trolley had to be returned. The teacher claimed her pound. The coast was clear, so knock I did. I banged the car on top. Get out now and don't delay. Run fast and don't you stop. Alas, too late the teacher back, no time to stop and stay. I squashed myself beside a ford and watched them speed away. It was strange to watch a teacher doing things that others do. It seemed they shop and eat and drink and no doubt use the loo. But poor old grimy Gerald, who is not a kid who's cool, may have gone forever, never seen again at school. I'm hoping he survives the dreaded journey in the boot. He'll probably live for months with all those crisps and veg and fruit. So if you see a kid at school, perhaps he might be new. Don't leave him on his own. He might end up as teacher stew. To eat or not to eat. When food is in the freezer, it's solid and it's cold. It stays in there for months or years until it's very old. But one small thing confuses me. It's given me some worry. Can I defrost and eat a plate of hundred-year-old curry? Silence, please. Always be silent in libraries, please. No chatting or coughing or tapping on knees. No snorting or farting or squeaking in your chair nor belching or sniffing or swishing your hair. Don't giggle or snigger or jungle your keys, as this is a library, so silent it, please. Mission not possible. Silently I tiptoe across my bedroom floor, whilst all the household snoring right behind their bedroom doors. I'm creeping very carefully. It's past my bedtime hour slipping past a model plane and a pre-built lego tower avoiding all the comics that i'd strewn upon the floor superhero pictures showing iron man and thor quizzically they're wondering why on earth i'm out of bed i've not got time to answer that and missions on instead squeezing through a doorway this could mean impending doom One tiny creak might wake my older brother in his room. I know it's in there somewhere. It's worth its weight in gold. I hope he's kept it perfect with no scuff or mark or fold. I know that when I find it, the world will all be mine. Originally, he stole it. I was eight, or was I nine? But there I see a shimmer, a flash within that box, A glimmer shining through a load of pants and vests and socks. How could he throw it there with junk and other stuff? It could have been lost forever. He didn't care enough. So silently I pull the wondrous item from the pile, delicately, diligently, martial arts in style. Now quick, before he notices, I glide back to my bed. I'm glad he didn't wake or there'd be a fight instead. But as I hop across my room, I skid across a comic. I kick a model aeroplane with men and guns upon it. It falls and knocks the Lego tower, built with strength and poise. Destruction rains and damn things fall. A most impressive noise. I stand astride within my room. I know the game is up. The treasure gripped is still in hand. I can't believe my luck. The noise was catastrophic, but the house is silent still. No one murmurs. No one woke. No eyelids move. Until I hear a bounding up the stairs. The dog, he's come to check. He'll start to bark and wake us all. Oh, blast oh damn oh heck i quickly scramble into bed the dog he must be stopped too late i thought and in the rush my hero card i dropped not moving from my bed i keep my eyes so tightly shut the dog begins to lick me will someone stop this mutt now i hear a chomping sound i know it is too late he chews my best collector's card the golden one he ate. This mission was impossible. I cry beneath my covers. It wasn't really mine, you see. It probably was my brother's.
0: So that was A Bucket Full of Bogies by Sarah Isaacs. And Sarah's joined us again. So, welcome, Sarah. Hello, Karen, thank you very much for having me. And some more fabulous tales from a bucket full of bogies, because I know we recorded one recently and they're just hilarious, absolutely brilliant <laughs> stories. So why did you decide to write this type of, of poetry book?
1: Well, the, the other job that I do is that I'm a teacher and uh, oh, wow. over the years, yeah, over the years, I've found more and more children have been coming to me. And when I've said, well, what kind of books do you like? What, what sort of books have you been reading? there are, you know, uh, getting a substantial amount of them that are saying, you know, I don't like books, I don't like reading. And you would think that with the amazing books that are out there that are available to, available to us now, that there would be something that they enjoyed. So there are those that um, really perhaps haven't found the book that they're looking for yet. Maybe they just haven't found one that liked. Yeah. So I decided that if I write something, it's got to be hopefully funny. Yeah, and Really funny, <laughs> and uh, and a lot of them don't like poetry. You know, they think, oh, you know, all poets are dead, and they're all you know very boring. So I thought if I do it with a, a bit of toilet humour and uh, something that they could they could access, then uh, hopefully it's something that they would read. So it's really for reluctant readers, and to encourage those that uh, perhaps wouldn't normally pick a book up.
0: Definitely, I mean, there really are kind of everyday things as well, aren't they? Going to the doctor, you know, bogies and. <laughs> We can all relate to that type of thing happening in our daily lives with with young children, can't we? So talking of which, talking of which, what age group are these stories aimed at or, you know, is there an age group?
1: Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, anybody that picks it up and finds it funny, it's it'll be just for them. So it doesn't matter whether you're, you know, six or 66. Um, but I did aim it for uh, primary school children and probably just going into secondary. So I would say around five to about 10 or 11 years of age. That's probably the main, you know, that's sort of my my target audience, if you like, so.
0: So obviously with you being a teacher, you'll be aware of children either loving or hating reading and poetry. So why is it so important for children to read and write poetry in particular?
1: well i think it's uh, it's not even just uh, poetry on its own it's um it's getting them to access all different styles of writing you know writing to entertain maybe travel writing um fictional non-fictional uh poetry but different styles of poetry too so you know there's it's not just funny poetry it might be very descriptive it's the just a, such a range of uh, of things to read out there it's just so that they can you know my book may be just their first stepping point um, so it's it helps them uh, expand their knowledge and of course we all know that the more you read um, the more your writing improves as well so really? you know, ultimately that will help them
0: yeah so have you always wanted to write and become an author when did you kind of fit that into your teacher world if you like
1: Um, Well, I've always wanted to write. I've always written. Um, I can probably remember uh, my first poem that I wrote when I was about six years of age. Um, It was just the teacher taught us how to write poetry. I'm not not just the teacher taught us to write poetry. Uh, The teacher had um given us a task in class and and I wrote this poem and I got a house point from it you know like a wow. credit house class. points
0: I remember those yeah and, <laughs> and I
1: remember thinking well I found that quite quite easy or quite enjoyable I remember thinking I might want to do another one of those and that was how it started so um but I you know I've written stories um and uh, I've been um, I've had stories published with a, a collaboration of lots of other authors in a book a couple of years ago that was um so they weren't for children they were for you know obviously adults and um and i've written two other books for um picture books that are suitable for the very young um all my Derek the alien books which are all about his adventures so but in between all of that i've written for gosh i remember writing when i was about 14 for our local church magazine um wow, incredible but, um, I wrote for um I also wrote for the trade magazines when I was uh, working in beauty therapy so you know it's uh, it it doesn't matter what subject it is I just enjoy writing so yeah, you've
0: definitely got yeah. that passion haven't you so do you have plans then to write any future books or future stories
1: yes i have i mean how can how can you stop when you want to write one thing you there's always <laughs> ideas and especially if you've got an imagination like mine i think uh it goes from one thing to the next and uh it gives me uh it gives me pleasure to write anyway even if you know nobody else was to read it but uh to be honest I, i've got a few i've got a few stories that i want to publish in the future so uh they're whizzing around in my head already, so... Yeah. Brilliant,
0: and so we we'll look forward to hearing from hearing those then. So what advice would you give then maybe to authors or, or up-and-coming authors that have got a story inside them but they're a bit reluctant? You know, what, what, what would you say to them? Well, don't put too much pressure
1: on yourself. A lot of people think, oh, you know, I want to write a novel. Well, you know, I'm sure it's going to be about, you know, 30,000 words. That means if I, you know, you're dividing it up and you're making yourself write every single day, so many... You know don't put too much pressure on yourself just write when you feel that you're in the mood and one day you might write quite a bit and another day you might write not much at all but just uh just keep writing when you want to um and just put it down on paper and don't ever throw things away you know keep them in a drawer keep going back to them um and it might be short stories that you prefer to write it might be poetry it might be for children it might be for adults just you know, try all different types of uh, writing and uh, see see what you like the, the most, uh, but just enjoy it. That's what it's meant to be. <laughs> Absolutely,
0: is, uh, definitely.
1: Something to enjoy overall.
0: Oh, Sarah, it's been lovely talking to you again. So for our listeners then, how can they get in touch with you with any questions at all? Or most importantly, where can they buy the book from?
1: Right, well, they can buy this particular, well, actually all of my books you can buy from Amazon um so you can do a search from amazon and find the books on there um and you can follow me i've also got a facebook page so it's sarah isaac's author and you can find lots of things on there sorts of exciting things that are going on um i have an email address which is sarah isaacs author at outlook.com and also a website which is sarah uk
0: fabulous wonderful Well, well sarah i wish you all the best in your future endeavors and look forward to hearing more stories from a bucket full of bogies
1: thank you very much karen it's been lovely coming to
0: speak to you thank you Time Stories is sponsored by Team Author UK, independent publishers. If you have a fabulous story to tell, get in touch as they excel at helping writers just like you. Visit their website at www.teamauthoruk.co.uk or on their social media platforms at Team Author UK.